sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. It's that time. Welcome in to Cover It with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM Channel 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Over the course of the next hour, we're going to get to hang out with my good friend here in Las Vegas, Brian Leonard. And we're going to break down the world of MLB and MLB betting. What's going on in the baseball marketplace here in late May? Are there teams that offer real value at this stage of the season after slow starts? Are there teams we want to be fading on a regular basis after unsustainably hot starts, overs, unders, starting pitchers? You know the drill. Uh, Brian Leonard and I will get into it in detail on today's show. But first, I want to talk about Las Vegas and something Vegas does right that other sports books and other places that are new to the game are kind of struggling with in terms of public relations issue. There was a big story last week about Barstool. Barstool Sports in the headlines, uh, a battle between the head of Barstool, Dave Portnoy, a guy who I've got a ton of respect for. I mean, again, he created a company out of dust and is now worth billions. Nothing but respect for guys like that. The guys that start DraftKings, the guys that start FanDuel, the guys that start Barstool. You could have done that. I could have done that. We didn't. <laughs> and those guys have worked their butts off to get where they are. So I have respect for Dave Portnoy. But I thought Dave Portnoy handled this situation wrong. All right. There was a situation in Colorado where James Salinas, a pro better, a longtime pro, a guy who's won the Super Contest, the Westgate Super Contest here in Las Vegas. Yeah, rounding again uh, on Twitter is his uh, handle on Twitter. And Rounding again was the uh, name of the entry that won uh, the Super Contest. James Salinas, he's a professional better, and he's really good at what he does. All right. So the story he told, and he told this on air uh, here in Las Vegas, the story was that he went to a barstool book uh, to bet draft props. And when he got there, he made his bets or tried to make his bets. They asked him for ID. He said, okay, give me your ID because you're making big bets. And then once he gave them the ID, all of a sudden, not only was the limits changed for him, but the line that he could bet was changed for him. And that's not something sportsbooks are supposed to do, in theory. You can't do uh, what they did. And in theory, there'd be a big fine in Las Vegas. You know, in Nevada, there'd be a big fine for something like that to happen. Dave Portnoy got his chance to respond. And his response was literally, quote, F that guy. The draft isn't even a game. Uh, that was his uh, paraphrasing. Uh, basically saying that professional bettors, screw them. We don't want their action. Which books are allowed to say or do? Okay, there are books here in Las Vegas that make it very clear. We do not want the wise guy action. What do they do? They cut people's limits. And when your limits are cut, well, then you don't bet there anymore. In theory. Although, <laughs> you have to know, and the bookmakers have to know, and Dave Portnoy from Bar Barstool have to know, there are beards <laughs> that exist. Okay? Uh, beards, of course, are people who are going to sign up for an account, but be making bets for somebody else. And... Basically, every pro that I know here in Las Vegas has some beards in some way working for them. 
whether it's here in town, whether it's around the country. Um, you know, people don't often work solo. They work, you know, you find small groups that work together. And then if a better gets kicked out of a sports book, well, someone else will go back, will sign up and go right back into those uh, that sports book and continue to make those same uh, type of bets. So beards do exist. So when Porno responded, F that guy, uh, the draft isn't even a game. I understand what his thought process is, okay? And again, it's not about criticizing Dave Portnoy or Barstool. It's about creating a nationwide environment where betters and bookmakers, yeah, we're adversarial, but we're working together. I'll give the Circa all kinds of credit here in Las Vegas. I really will. The Circa, the Westgate Superbook, the South Point, all three of them are books that take big bets, are willing to give those big bets to professional bettors, and then they take the info that the professional bettors give them with those big bets and adjust their odds accordingly. And all three of those books, all right, Circa, Westgate, South Point, they're all doing just fine. It's not like they're not making money. It's not like their stock price is tanking. Okay, that is one business model. You can have a different business model, and there are plenty of books that have that, which is if guys win consistently, if guys are getting the best of the number consistently, we're going to lower their limits. I don't agree with that business model, but I understand it. Books aren't here to do anything but please their stockholders and make money. They're not here for our enjoyment or pleasure. We're allowed to take advantage of them with winning wagers, but it's not like books have to give us everything we want. It's not the way it works. But from a PR standpoint, when you start to say things like F that guy who's a well-respected better around the country, when you start to say the draft isn't even a game, these are the type of things that can come back and haunt you down the road. Because I can tell you for a fact, <laughs> professional betters have it out for Barstool right now. And that is very much a concern if you're thinking about that pen gaming stock. When the pros, you know, it's just like uh, you don't want to make the guys who can hack you mad. The pros are the guys who can beat you, and they're mad at Barstool right now. Brian Leonard coming up. When it comes to MLB betting, we're going to have a detailed discussion after this brief commercial message. Please stay tuned. Cover it continues after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM, channel 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. And I'm excited. I always like it when I get to spend time with my old friend, Brian Leonard. Brian was literally and legitimately the first handicapper that I met when I moved to Las Vegas. Brian, we were going to a conference back in August 1998 when they had some of the very first football contests and conferences here in Las Vegas. I met you in line as we were walking through the door. We've been friends ever since. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang out with me on Cover It with Teddy Covers. Well, I appreciate that, Teddy. And out here, it's such a transient um, transient nature of Las Vegas. 
not only is it amazing that we met that early and we're still friends years and years later and we're still in Vegas and that doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, I know. This is a town where you meet people and then they move. And then you meet people and then they move. That's happened a fair bit over the years. Although, frankly, a lot of the guys that I met when I first moved out here, the first, you know, say five years I was in town from 98 through uh, uh, 02, a lot of those guys I still know and a lot of those guys I still hang out with and get info from, including yourself, Bri. Uh, You're someone who I've got an enormous amount of respect for. And again, it's the longevity factor. You know, there's something to be said for guys who have managed to live through this lifestyle for 20-plus years, all the ups, all the downs, all the good times and all the bad, and still be doing it at a high level 20 years, 25 years later, Bry. So I give you all the credit uh, in the world. Um, how's your baseball season going? Good, uh, bad, mediocre? Started slow, and it seems to start slow the first week or two every year. Uh, then ever since then, everything's been fine. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's I don't know what it is uh, for the first week or two of the season, but it's been like two or three years in a row that it, I had to play catch-up. But uh, yeah, I've, I've able, I won four the last five years. Last year was my uh, only losing year. And uh, I started off this year back where I want to be. So let's just yeah. take it from here and, and get some more winners as the season goes on. Yeah, you're pretty good at baseball, and that's why I like to have you on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been trying to do some uh, football discussion every week on covering. Of course, we have a full football show tomorrow uh, with Las Vegas Chris. We're going to break down uh, 16 teams from the NFC, and then we'll do the AFC next week. Uh, so be sure to check out Cover It with Teddy Covers tomorrow right here on Sirius XM Channel 159. But for today, Bri, it's all about the MLB, and I've had a handful of MLB guests on in recent weeks. I have you on here today to talk some baseball. And I like to compare and contrast some of the things that some of the other guys have said uh, with some of the opinions that this week's guests have had. But talk about, like, for MLB, for me, I feel like my, like, in terms of strengths and weaknesses, I want to be following streaks. I want to be looking for the low-hanging fruit. And yet, year in, year out, it's like, I see something, and I don't take advantage of the first day, and I don't take advantage of the second day, and then by the third day, you're like, oh, I missed all these opportunities. I find baseball can get really frustrating for me in that regard. What are your strengths and weaknesses so far this season and in general in MLB? We all have them as cappers. There are things we do well. There are things we don't do as well. Um, And recognizing that is a big part of the process. Um, Talk to me about your strengths and weaknesses so far in MLB. Yeah, um, basically, Major League Baseball is very streaky, and you're a guy who likes to play streaks, so um, you are able to take advantage of some of those streaks in in certain times. I'm a guy that's always looking for value, and if I see a team at the beginning of the streak, the the line should be a pick them, minus 110 either way. Uh, Then they went five in a row, and then all of a sudden the line is minus 135, uh, with the same matchups that it would have been a 110 just, just five games ago, I'm more looking to fade the team that's been hot in that regard. So, um, And a lot of times, you know, they, people always say you can only win, you, uh, you can win as many times as you want on, on, a, on a streak, but you only lose once. But, yeah, just tell me when that streak's going to end or when that streak's going to start, and we'll know what that is. It's, it's, it's good information in the, uh, in the past tense, but I want to know who's going to win tomorrow, not who won the last 10 in a row. And, and that's one of the things that keeps me company level here. But in baseball, one of the things, you know, that I've had a lot of success on 
is being able to recognize certain pitchers um, that are being undervalued. And right now with all the uh, statistical analysis, all the things that are out for baseball right now, it's such a statistical-based sport that you've got all the stats out there. And I love math. I know you love math. And that's probably one of the reasons why they've had success for all this time in uh, Major League Baseball, as well as other sports. Sure. And we'll, we'll talk about some of the stats and the starting pitchers that we're looking at right now in MLB that, you know, can A, point you towards winners, and B, you know, from, from the stats, and B, guys who are undervalued or overvalued in the marketplace right now, uh, which is another way to point you towards winners, give you some good actionable info. But first, Bry, I want to ask you about the concept here. And this is, I think, one of the things I struggle the most with in baseball. Proactive versus reactive. And there are sports where you really want to get ahead of the curve. Football, in general, there are so few games being played. If you think a team is ready to step up, you want to be proactive right there and then and start backing that team. Reactive in football will kill you. When a team wins and covers three in a row, when you start betting on them the fourth game or the fifth game, it's not necessarily <laughs> going, going to have the type of results that you're looking for because the betting markets have already caught up. But in MLB, the proactive versus reactive is kind of a different story because we're not dealing with point spreads. We're dealing with money lines. And when you're being proactive and getting on guys right when they're starting to morph or right when they're coming around, it certainly gives you more of an opportunity to make money with any given pitcher or any given team. And yet, if you're proactive and wrong, it costs you money. How do you deal with that proactive versus reactive question in baseball? And which way would you rather be in this particular sport? Well, I want to be as proactive as possible, but I also want to do it with the line that I'm looking to get. Um, many times, I, I watch more. I probably watch more baseball than any other sport. I've always been a huge baseball fan, um, so I watch as many games as possible. I know in other sports, you are a major sports watcher. Uh, so, it, and I could tell by some of your write-ups, you'll have quotes, and you'll have a lot of things in there as to what you were looking at, what you saw, and that's what I try to do with the baseball. Now, I, even though I watch a lot of sports, I actually get more value out of listening to the home broadcast because they're trying to explain things a little bit more. They tell you a little bit more about the players. Um, and many times you'll be watching or listening a game and they'll have something very similar, similar coming out. Let's say, well, um, if, if a, a team's bullpen has been struggling and they've got a guy coming off the IL, um, they, will, they will say, well, this guy's coming back, which will push everybody back into their normal positions. And they'll be the eighth inning guy will no longer have to be the closer. He moves back to the setup guy. Seventh inning guy knows he's got his spot. And if you've got one of the reasons why the Brewers bullpen has so been so good over the years is they know when they're going to come out and play. Um, if you're Williams, you're the back, you're the guy in the eighth inning normally, and uh, Hater's hurt, you got a chance to close that day. But when Hater comes back. Unless haters pitch like three A's in a row or throw a lot of pitches, you know when you're coming in. And to be able to just look down the bench and they know when they're coming in based on what the score is. If, if you went in the game and this guy's coming in in the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth, everybody knows their position. And a lot of people don't pay a lot of attention to it because it's the bullpen. And when you're handicapping baseball, that's probably, other than defense, 
the one area where people don't handicap it enough. It's always the starting pitcher and the offense. So just a simple guy coming off the, off the DL or, or a guy that had COVID and he's back now just puts everybody right back into those positions. And those positions are what you want. You don't want guys having to pitch having to pitch the ninth inning when normally he's a seventh inning pitcher. That's the reason why he's a seventh inning pitcher. Yeah, and it reminds me a lot of M- of uh, NBA, where one role player off the bench gets hurt, and all of a sudden the team's rotation changes, and they're not as good of a team. In MLB, pay attention to those bullpen issues. When guys aren't around, it will absolutely change a team's long-term flow. More with Brian coming up next. Cover. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Last year in 2021, the SportsGrid television and radio networks reached over 150 million of you. Across uh, over-the-earth broadcast, cable TV, connected smart TV, streaming OTT platforms, mobile devices, and streaming live on the web. 150 million fans watching and listening to SportsGrid TV and radio. Look, we're on your TV, we're on your radio, we're on your phone, too. Go to Twitter and give us a follow, at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio, at SportsGrid TV, and stay on the grid everywhere you go. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. And you can follow today's guest on Twitter at B Leonard Sports. That B letter B Leonard Sports. Brian Leonard, we're talking MLB. And let's get into it right here. Um, biggest surprise teams for you in baseball so far this season. Give me a one or two positive, one or two negative. And most importantly, do we expect these teams to continue? to over and or underachieve moving forward, or is there going to be value betting on or against them here as May turns into June? One of my surprise teams was a team normally I just automatically bet under a season win, and I didn't this year, and that's the LA Angels. The Angels are a team that um, have got some nice pitchers coming out right now. Uh, they actually had one of their guys, one of their young guys threw a no-hitter earlier in the season uh, recently. And uh, they're a team right now that's uh, it's a team that's on the rise. And I kind of knew that coming into the season because I didn't play the under, which has been a normal uh, occurrence when you get a team from a big market and with star players like, like Trout and Otani on it, you usually looking to play the under. But that offense has looked a lot better this year for the Angels. And Ward coming out in, in right field, he's made a big differential in that. And they've had uh, Joe Adele, who I got a chance to see out here in Las Vegas the other day, um, going to the A's game against the Angels minor league. Uh, one of the biggest stars in the minor leagues, and he had to be sent down. So it's just not enough uh, spots there for him to play. So the Angels are a team right now that looks really good. They're currently a game and a half out of back of Houston. And I don't think they'll catch him. Houston's the best team in that division. But the Angels, have been, even though I thought they'd be better, they've been a little bit of a surprise playing 600 ball coming into uh, the games this weekend. Yeah, and, and it's really interesting to note, you know, because this is not something I expected. The two L.A. teams rank one and two in Major League Baseball in runs scored. 
of this season. And the Dodgers, I'm buying it. Even in uh, pitcher-friendly ballpark, that lineup is ridiculous. But the Angels being number two in MLB in runs scored, playing in a pitcher-friendly park, that speaks volumes about what this lineup's capable of doing. Now, here's a question, though. Here they are, number two in MLB in runs scored. Can they continue this pace? Is L.A. a team we want to continue betting on moving forward? Or have the market stopped caught up with them? You talked about Detmer's uh, no-hitter uh, the other day. Uh, he's not the only young ace, uh, potential ace, that uh, L.A. has on the staff right now. But I'm not seeing the bargains, the bargain prices for the Angels that we saw, let's say, a month ago. Yeah, you really do. If a team from New York, and they, they're both been playing really well too, or teams from L.A. do well, you're going to end up um, having to uh, fade them more than what you want because the lines are just too high. And that's what we've gotten to with the Angels right now. I mentioned the popularity of some of their individual players. So uh, if you score a lot of runs, that's another reason why people like to bet. They like the teams that got the big offenses. Why the Yankees and the Mets have done so well this year. The state offense has just been terrific. I'll be interested in what we see out of the Mets going forward uh, with the injuries to the two big pitchers. And by the way, speaking of the Mets, um, the salaries of Scherzer and uh, DeGrom are higher. Their two salaries are higher than the entire team salaries of four teams in Major League Baseball. <laughs> and it's also worth noting about the Mets right now, okay, the Mets will be in a 31-game stretch beginning literally today because they got rained out uh, on Friday. They're without their top three starting pitchers. And their 31-game stretch, every opponent has a winning record. That includes 18 games on the road uh, against teams that are better than 600 or combined better than 600 right now at the Rockies, Giants, Road Series, at the Rockies, at the Giants, at the Dodgers, at the Padres, at the Angels, and at the Astros. So uh, I'm looking at the Mets for me personally for the next month or so. Yeah, I'm looking for reasons and ways to fade the New York Mets off of this hot start. I don't think it's sustainable for them right now. Do you have a team you're looking to fade? And is it the Mets? <laughs> well, I, I'm actually looking to play on the Mets um, but it all depends on what the uh, what the numbers are and everything in, the, in a game like that. I'm actually looking to fade the Yankees, and it takes some guts to come out and say that for a team that's plus 72 in run differential and 28 and 10 on the season. Um, but they're, they're so far nine and four against uh, teams with winning records, which is very impressive. But when you take a look at the Yankees, um, I like this Yankees team, but they're still too much swing and miss on this Yankees team. I uh, see their home runs are nothing uh, out of a lot of these players. I mean, Joey Gallo's the, the poster boy of that. Stanton, uh, Judge, to his credit, is much more than a power hitter. He's a guy that right now he's just an all-around great player, one of the best players in Major League Baseball. Uh, but when you've got those bats in the lineup in the Yankees, to just get up there and swing and miss, and uh, it wouldn't be unusual to see them strike out four times in a game. That hurts. Uh, while right now they've got, you know, it'll be different next year when they when they get rid of the shift. But right now they've got guys who just refuse to go the other way, and that hurts them. Now they did sign a couple guys, uh, traded for some guys that the um, shortstop, second base, that kind of thing, where they're playing much better, and they, and they go with the pitches, which I really like. But still, to, nothing's worse than uh, killing a rally. Than a guy just getting up there swinging for the fences, regardless of what the base runner situation is. 
So we got the Angels as a positive surprise. The Yankees is a team maybe that has overachieved early on that may be a fade moving forward. Anything else when it comes to surprise teams in MLB so far this season for you? I'm surprised at how bad Boston has been. I did not see the Red Sox uh, as a, a team that was going to come out of the gate. You know, they won 92 games last year. Uh, and right now, uh, they're competing with Baltimore for last place in the AL East. That's uh, something of a surprise to me. I thought Seattle would be a little bit better. They've gotten off to a rough start, although I'm not convinced that it's hopeless yet uh, for the Mariners. So Seattle being bad, uh, something of a surprise. And then maybe, uh, I guess, Atlanta, uh, who I, I kind of had a bet against coming into the season. I didn't know that they would be this, you know, they'd be a sub-500 squad. But uh, those three teams stand out to me as being surprises, Bri. Anyone else stand out to you as being a surprise team early on? Well, Atlanta's had some injuries. Obviously, your best player's out early in the season and just came back a little while ago, and he's, he still hasn't played every day. That definitely hurt him. Um, I agree with the Seattle part. Uh, the Boston part, <clears throat> excuse me, Boston uh, coming into the weekend, like I think they're 16-22, to 22, but they've only been outscored by eight runs so far this season. 21 road games to 17 games at the at home. So uh, playing in the division that they do where everybody other than Baltimore has a chance to make the playoffs, I wouldn't write off Boston as of yet. They come into the season, they're closer. Uh, Barnes just hasn't had it this year. He's lost velocity. Now he's getting his velocity back. It may take you know a couple more months till he gets to be anywhere near that he's been lately. And I think with the Yankees dropping off a little bit, Boston still has a chance to make the playoffs here. And um, one thing I do want to touch on is when players sign free agent contracts, I usually try to fade those teams, fade those players early on. Um, and uh, Trevor Story was it Thursday night that uh, he hit three yeah. home runs in the game. Yeah, the monster that was game. the first. Yeah, that's the first time all season long he's played well. In Texas, uh, Simeon goes to Texas, and he has done nothing so far. So you see a lot of these players, they come to the new team, and they want to justify their contract. They want to justify themselves with their new teammates and the fans. Puts too much pressure on them. So now that he had that breakout game with the three home runs on Thursday, it would not surprise me at all if the Boston offense starts taking off again because Kiki Hernandez batting the leadoff has been horrendous all season long. They put Story up there and let him bat leadoff, and I think this Boston lineup could be much better going forward. Yeah, and it's definitely worth noting. Again, we talk a lot about strength of schedule issues in football. In MLB, you don't hear about much of it, especially early in the season, but Boston's faced a brutal early season schedule. They faced the Yankees, the Blue Jays twice, the Rays, the Astros, the White Sox, the Twins, the Angels. They played six series against sub-500 squads, and they've only lost one of those. So when they've stepped down in class, they've been fine. They just haven't been able to step up in class uh, all that well. That's clearly um, been a problem early for the Red Sox, but Brian says... Don't necessarily worry about that too much moving forward. Should we leave this behind, Bry? Surprise teams, positive, negative? Is there anyone else you want to talk about here? Well, I do want to touch on, you just mentioned uh, teams against winning teams in the schedule they played. Um, Boston has played 26 teams with a winning record so far this season. The Milwaukee Brewers, five. <laughs> That's a good little stat right there. Uh, I did not know that. And that's, you know, that's one of those things that, again, you're not going to find that if you're just looking at statistical profiles. 
in order to find some of the best stuff in MLB, you either got to watch or you got to dig. We've got so much more coming up with uh, Brian Leonard. We're going to talk starting pitching. I'm going to ask about undervalued and overvalued starting pitchers. And particularly, uh, I'm looking for a starter or two to fade, who's off to an unsustainably hot start. Guys, we can make money betting against. We're going to talk about lineups. We're going to talk about bullpens. And we're really going to get into some stats. The stats Brian uses, the stats I use, and the stats you can use to help you make money betting MLB all summer long. Stay tuned. Cover it with Teddy Covers continues after this brief commercial message. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're talking MLB with a Brian Leonard at B Leonard Sports on Twitter. Brian, ton to get through here in our final segment together. So let's just uh, get into it. Starting pitching, the key to baseball lines. You know, the betting marketplace is all about starting pitching. You can see two teams play on two consecutive days, and one team will be a dollar fifty the one day, and the next, the other team will be a minus dollar fifty uh, the next day, based just on starting pitching. It can and does happen. Give me a starter or two who seems undervalued to you so far, and maybe a starter or two who's off to an unsustainably hot start, a guy we can bet against every time they go up to the hill moving forward. Well, we'll start off with the bet against, and uh, we will go with uh, Michael Walker for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, You take a look at his advanced stats, and they are nothing compared to what his regular stats in these games are. He's been very lucky. He's, he's, he's just one of those situations where you just bet against him the rest of the season and you'll be in pretty good shape. Uh, he hasn't been much more than a journeyman pitcher the last few years. His stats are basically similar to what they've been in the past, but he's just getting a lot of batted ball luck. And uh, he's he's been very fortunate in that regard. He plays for the Boston Red Sox, so a lot of times we could trade them and make some money doing it. But he's one of the guys I'm looking to bet against from now on uh, through the rest of the season. Let me ask you real quick, because, I mean, we saw Boston on Friday. They were not even, you know, like minus 110, minus 120 against the Mariners with Waka on the hill. It feels like the markets have already kind of devalued him a little bit, haven't they? Yeah, the guys that bet the stats, the advanced stats, already know that. Um, and that's one of the reasons why they're betting it. They're just waiting for the uh, regression to kick in. The problem is you don't know if the regression is going to kick in in one game where he just goes out there for two innings, gives up 10 earned runs, or if he's going to do it one run at a time for the next five or six games. But uh, he's a guy right now, it's, it's, if you're just looking at his record and looking at his ERA and his whip and all that, he's, uh, he's not nearly as good as what he has shown so far. The advanced metric stats uh, over showing Michael Walker right now an overrated hurler. Anyone else who may be a bet against pitcher moving forward, Bry? Yeah, there's a few of them out there. Um, Perez for Texas. Um, Martin Perez is another guy. Now, he's made slight adjustments with his pitching. Um, he's changed his He's got the same pitches as he had before, but he's changed how often he throws them. And it's been terrific so far. Problem is, 
the opposition hasn't adjusted to it yet. It's just like anything else in baseball. If you're having success, somebody's going to adjust to it. So instead of sitting there waiting on the fastball, they'll sit there and wait on some of his breaking pitches. And once they do that, um, they'll have some success. He, he was a high, highly touted prospect, but since he's been in Major League Baseball, he hasn't had a lot of success. So you expect him to be a little bit better than what his career records have shown, but he's not nearly as good as what his numbers are this year. How about a bet on Hurler or two, a guy who's underachieved early in the season? Anyone stand out to you? Well, let's go back to the Boston Red Sox, uh, Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, you take a look at his underlying stats, they're the same or better than what they've had in the past. The problem is he's given up a lot of home runs. He's got a certain, every pitcher's got a certain home run to fly ball ratio that they're comfortable with that they have normally. He's just in a season right now which anything is hitting in the air is going out of the park. And when you're playing in Boston, that's not a good thing. So um, I think Nathan Alvaldi right now is a buy low candidate. Especially after the last game, what he give up three home runs, five home runs, or something in that game. Uh, so it's a situation right now where I think Ian Boldy next time out will be a guy I'm looking to bet on, especially if they're playing a team that doesn't hit a lot of home runs. Let, let me throw a, a little uh, uh, devil's advocate in there for you because this is a year where home runs are down and where fly balls, you hear batters talking about it in park after park. This blob died at the warning track. That ball died at the warning track. This would have been a home run in 28 parks. So when you see a guy that's given up bombs this year, isn't that a red flag? Well, it depends. Um, I was listening to a fantasy show the other day, and they were talking about one batter who has not had a single home run this year, and they went back and looked based on hard hit rate and barrel percentage. They compared him with guys who have hit upwards of seven home runs, and he fits right into that level. It's just it's been bad luck in that regard. Uh, he's hitting the ball just as hard as the others, and they're going just as far as the others. It just so happens that uh, one guy's got seven home runs, one guy's got zero. So there's a lot of um, re regression coming for both sides and something like that. And so that's one of, one of the things that I look for is, yes, he's given up a lot of home runs, but historically it hasn't been there. It's, not, it's just something that has happened this year. And a small, we're still really looking at a small sample size. Um, he hasn't pitched that many innings so far this season. So um, I'm, I'm looking to play on Eovaldi and, and I'm buying them low. It's just like the stock market. You want to buy it, buy your teams low and, and sell your teams when they're high. Exactly. That's what we're trying to do right here, talking about underachieving and overachieving guys early in the season. Let's talk about lineups that have underachieved and overachieved uh, early on. Give me a lineup that has not yet found their midseason rhythm that you expect will be scoring runs in bunches. To me, the Blue Jays stand out in that regard. And frankly, the Tigers are a team that should be scoring more than they have early on. Anyone stand out to you in that regard? Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, the Padres are a team that I think will have better success. I talk about slotting somebody back in. Once the Chiefs comes back, that'll really be a nice fit for them, and they'll be able to push some of these other guys that have gotten the at-bats and have a lot more success. Because right now, that starting rotation for the Padres has been terrific. Uh, but the thing is, they've got to get some hitting, and uh, they will get that as, as the season goes on. You mentioned the Blue Jays. Um, a real nice bet right now. And I don't know, I personally don't know what the current number is. But I'm looking to bet on the Blue Jays and fade the Yankees. So if I could find the Blue Jays as a nice positive to win that division, that's what I'm going to take a look at. Because you take a look at the Toronto team, They've got a lot of guys that are on that team, a lot of the hitters, and none of them really 
are living up to their expectations. So uh, Toronto's a team that is just loaded. Uh, you got one of the best closers in Major League Baseball. You've got uh, Ryu just, just came back, and he's going to be pitching more. So you've got a deep starting staff. Uh, I like the bullpen and the hitters. I don't think there's another team in baseball that has a one through nine like the Blue Jays have. I'm just looking right now uh, at uh, I just logging at DK. DK, uh, the Giants minus 215. Uh, sorry, the Giants. The Yankees minus 215 to win the AL East. The Blue Jays plus 320. Uh, they're still the second choice in that division, but there is a nice plus price attached to Toronto. Um, Brian, we've got, what, about five minutes left. We have to talk some statistical profiles right here. And I want to ask you basically two questions. What stats do people pay too much attention to? And what stats do you think are the most accurate predictors of future success? And obviously, ERA is a stat that's been devalued. Batting average has been a stat that has been devalued. But in terms of serious handicappers, do you think there are some statistics they're looking at that just aren't great predictive measures moving forward. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there. You talked to two major ones. Um, but the last few years, there's been a lot more talk about exit velocity, batted ball percentage, hard hit rate. Right now, I would prefer from a, from a batting standpoint and a pitching standpoint is to look at those numbers because that tells you how hard – the batters are hitting the ball. And we've seen so many baseball games where you get the little blue pit over the infield. A guy's batting a thousand, guy hits a line drive all the way to the all the way to the gap, guy makes a diving catch and he's his batting average is zero. So uh, there's this what you want to do in any sport is find the cause of what the result is and not just look at the result. Um, we've seen that, you know, you're a huge NBA guy. We'll see one night one team will come out, shoot the lights out, and win in a basketball game, and then everybody thinks the same thing's going to happen the next day. Well, there's there's some shot adjustments, and there's, there's shot quality, and you go back and take a look at that, and it gets rid of a lot of the ups and downs on how a game is played. So, and it's the same way. It's the same way in baseball. I, I love the stats, which the root stats of how hard you hit it, how fast you hit it, and how far you hit it. So exit velocity, hard hit rate. What was the third one that you put in there? Barrel rate. Barrel rate. And I know there are batters out there, more than one, uh, that don't know where to find those stats. Where do you find those type of advanced metric stats? There's lots of free info uh, online. Some stuff you got to pay for, right, Brian? Yep. Um, I'm, I'm trying graphs right now. I keep it open all the time. I think it's like $40 for the entire year. Uh, I get on there. I, I'm a big proponent of WRC Plus, which is Runs Created Plus, based on the where you're playing at. So uh, Colorado's don't have the big advantages of a team like uh, Cleveland, which is more of a middle-of-the-road uh, ballpark. But you go in there, and you can hit versus left-handed pitchers. In fact, I look at it right now. WRC plus versus righties, and most of the pitchers are right-handed. The top three, four teams are the Dodgers, Houston, the Yankees, the Angels, and the Mets. And those are the teams. What do you know? They're all playing really well so far this season. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you and could, all those teams, Bry, it's worth noting. All those teams you've had to lay a price with, and yet each and every one of those teams is still profitable. Uh, and that's, that's right. you know a, a big factor in MLB. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, not at all. Uh, there's another website that I love. It's Statcast. 
uh, baseball savant, S-A-V-A-N-T, uh, the stat cast information, and you go through from a hitter standpoint, it shows you your uh, launch angle, your average launch angle, exit velocity, hard hit percentage, um, strikeout percentage, walk percentage, and some of the other key offensive stats, your wobas, your X batting average, and, and X slugging. And then from a pitcher standpoint, they have the same thing. And the best part about this website is they color code everything. If you're bad at something, it's blue. Darker blue is the worst. Light blue, then you go to you know white, then you go to like a pink, and then you go to red. So you can take one look, and I'll, I just have the San Francisco Giants up right here. Jack Peterson, uh, exit velocity, 94.4, excellent. Hit hard hit percentage, 54.3, excellent. Uh, and his other numbers are excellent. So you've got a guy right here that um, – when he's out of the out of the lineup, not a lot of people care. He's a, he's a good hitter. He's on first power, but he just came back the other day, and he's a guy that would make a difference. He's a guy that would stay under the radar that most people will not be uh, looking past uh, him being in or out of the lineup. And when he's in there, he, he fills that spot really well for the Giants, a team who really haven't hit the ball nearly as well this year as they're able to. So uh, even though they're winning, they're doing it without a lot of big offensive performances so far. So San Fran, there could be some bet on potential moving forward if this lineup really starts to click. Jock Peterson, a guy to keep your eye on. Brian Leonard, always appreciate getting to spend extended time with you uh, talking here on Cover It with Teddy Covers. Why don't you promote yourself? Where can people find you? Um, and want to throw out, if you have one, uh, MLB bettable opinion for Saturday. I actually have not looked at the Saturday card as of yet. Um, I know we're talking baseball here, but uh, let, me, let me give you a hockey play. I know it's something a little bit different. I'm looking to play Florida in a nice bounce-back position when they go to Tampa Bay in hockey. That'll be one of my plays on that. And they can reach me, uh, as you mentioned, on Twitter at B. Leonard Sports. And I'm also on uh, the Wager Talk website, wagertalk.com. And uh, best of luck to everyone. And, and it's great talking to you again, Teddy. The pleasure is always mine, Brian. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with us here on Cover It with Teddy Covers. When we come back, I'm going to give you an MLB opinion for today's card. Stay tuned. Cover It continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're here in the home stretch of Cover It with Teddy Covers on Sirius XM Channel 159, the SportsGrid Radio Network. Listen. If you missed any portion of today's program, if you want to go back and listen to something Brian Leonard said early on in the broadcast, you want to download it and consume it at your convenience, go to any podcast outlet, major podcast outlet, minor podcast outlet, wherever you download your podcast, just search Cover It with Teddy Covers, and you can download and consume at your convenience. You can download today's show. You can download tomorrow's show. You can download... Anything from the archives and make fun of me for some bad Super Bowl prediction from two years ago. Whatever you want to do, again, just search Cover It with Teddy Covers and you can download and consume at your convenience. I'm going to give you a pair of bettable opinions. In fact, it's three bettable opinions for Saturday because the Mets and the Rockies are playing a doubleheader. 
And if you've been paying attention at Coors Field over the last couple of weeks, all right, for total betters, weather is probably the number one factor at Coors. When the temperature is warm, when the wind is blowing out, Coors Field is as strong a hitter's park as you can find. The first five games of their current homestand, 24, 14, 15, 13, and 17 runs, 5-0 and to the over. The ball was flying, was carrying like crazy. And, of course, conditions with weather in the 80s. Well, all that changed on Friday. <laughs> Snow in Denver on Friday night. It ain't warm. It's cold now in Colorado. Oh, by the way, yesterday's game got snowed out. So they have a doubleheader to get in today on Saturday. One early start, and it's a day-night doubleheader. It's all day long, all night long. These are not positive signs for overbetters. I would bet both these games under the total. Start with game one, move on to game two. Don't be afraid to take a look at the Boston Red Sox as well, a potential bet on team moving forward as they take on Seattle. That's going to wrap it for Cover It with Teddy Covers. We'll do it again tomorrow right here on SiriusXM Channel 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network.